Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. It's not news that being cast into the role of virtual teacher is hard. We didn't sign up for two jobs, both worker and teacher, and most of us didn't train to be educators. Yet here we are. So how can we do the best we can with what we have during these weeks when schools are closed? My guest today has some ideas. Gina Jeffries is the director of the East St. Louis Charter High School that's under Southern Illinois University Edwardsville. And she's here today to help us through this stress. Time. Gina, welcome to the show. Thank you, and good afternoon, and happy Friday to you. Happy Friday to you as well. So let's start here. Uh, give us a thumbnail on your school. Who comes to East St. Louis Charter High School? Sure. We service students grades 9 through 12 who are local residents of the East St. Louis community. We have 120 students. And so how are those students doing now that schools have been closed for basically a month? Sure. I would just echo by saying the best that they can possibly be. You know, our students are really resilient. They are dealing with everything from how do I handle um, what's going on in the community? How do I make sure that I stay in tune to my classwork, and how do I support my younger brother and sisters and my, my parents? And so I think our kids are doing just like the rest of us. They are managing it day by day and being resilient and trying to find the silver lining and the positivity in the midst of everything else that's going on. Mm -hmm. So looking ahead and and thinking about the need for schoolwork, balancing that with trying to stay well mentally and emotionally, what's on your mind now that we know that the earliest that kids are going to be going back to school is next August? Sure. And I I just want, for clarification purposes, I know that the jury um, has announced that they will be out for the remainder of this school year The Illinois um, governor has not announced that yet. April the 30th is still the the date that we were given. However, with that being said, I have this inside of the series that you you are correct, that it won't be until August. Mm -hmm. But officially, I want to make sure that factually, you know, um, we're keeping those facts that are, are out there. I think that students, Um, again, and the entire community, they're handling it and being resilient as possible and trying to do the best that they can. Um, I really appreciated the segment earlier that spoke about women and them trying to not just balance the homeschooling needs, but balance emotional needs as, as well. So prioritizing and making sure that not just the educational needs are being met, but that those social and emotional needs are being met as well. Mm -hmm. I understand physical needs are also a really important part for your school in particular. Your school is 100% free and reduced lunches. Um, Is that something you're you're worried about right now? Absolutely. And yes, I am. When I can see my students on a daily basis, I know that they're going to get breakfast. I know that they're going to get lunch. And we also serve dinner in our 21st century after-school program. Hmm. So that is definitely something that I've been concerned about and praying about. But I do want to say that through the 
national school lunch program, our students are still being offered breakfast and lunch Hmm. through grab-and-go meals. So I am very, very grateful that our students still have access to those breakfast and, and meals, lunch and breakfast throughout the day from 10 to 12, Monday to Friday. Boy, that so is great I, to hear. Yes, 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 yes. But I also know that they're at home more. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the, the opportunity to grab a snack and to make sure those meals are being met, that is something that, that weighs on me. So we try to work with our social worker and our um, internal stakeholders to get information out on local food banks that are available to our families. Um, I also know that on the Missouri side that St. Louis Food Bank's website has um, an app where you can put your zip code in and it will pull up all of the food banks in the area where you can get additional food as well. So getting the information about those resources out in the community is very important for Mm -hmm. us as well. So for parents who are trying to figure out how to suddenly become educators on top of everything else going on in their life, people have a lot of questions, and they also have some things they're they're not thrilled about. And in advance of the show, we asked about this on our St. Louis on the Air Facebook page, uh, which we would want to recommend to people to join this. This is something where you have to ask to join. It's a private group. But once you're let in, it's very easy to get in, for the record. Um, and there's a lot of good discussion that goes on there. It helps us sort of shape um, our show. And, and get ideas from our listeners. And so we got some questions from there that we wanted to ask you. And we also just wanted to encourage people, if they have questions, they should feel free to call in. Uh, they can give us a call at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. Michelle asked for uh, strategies to help siblings get along. She writes, mine just turned 10 and 7, and they're a boy and a girl, if that matters. Once they get going, they just fight all day. How do I help them resolve this problem and not hold grudges? Any thoughts on that, Gina? Jeffries? Absolutely. Um, what I would say is the structure up. Uh, you need a daily routine. Having a schedule is very, very important. And when I say structure up, what I mean by that is make sure that everybody knows what their role is. Mm-hmm. The roles have changed. And so knowing what your role is is, is very important. Um, also make sure that if there is some sort of bad behavior that has been shown by the students, um, make sure that you redirect it. Don't ignore it. Um, you want to make sure that, that you redirect it and make sure that you're offering an opportunity to take a pause. Mm. Give yourself as a parent at least a 10-second pause. Breathe in, breathe out, because our students, are modeling our behaviors, especially right now when they don't have that social platform to exemplify those behaviors. And so even if you put each kid um, in a different room so everybody's able to take a pause, and then take one, go for a walk outside, and then make them a part of that discussion on how we redirect the behavior at my school, we practice restorative peace circles where everyone has a fair opportunity to state how the action made them feel, hmm. and then we agree as a community on how we're going to move forward. If there was harm that was done, 
how do we acknowledge that harm, and how do we move forward and agree to move forward. So in everybody's new normal, it's really important to set those structures in place and make sure that we don't ignore it, but that we redirect it and that we come together as a new community with new structure up, parenting um, strategies in place so that we can move forward. And, and, and peace circles. You, that that sounds like a good thing to implement. I love the idea of starting that in my house. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and they work. They absolutely work. And it's different for different age groups. So if you've got elementary students, um, that may not be the same thing that you do with a high school student as far as the structuring up and giving everyone a schedule. High schoolers may have more responsibility. But the peace circles are something that's universal that can be used for the young adults, um, the young little ones, and the high school age children as well. Hmm. Now, switching to a more academic sort of question, uh, Denise writes, I just got an email from my school, Rockwood, that they're locking in grades from whatever they were before spring break. At this point, kids can improve their grade, but not get anything lower than they were before the madness hit. I'm wondering if that's something that you've heard about other districts doing and whether you think that's a good idea or a bad one. That's a great question. And as an administrator, I think that that is um, a good idea. That is the last recorded grade that is on file for a student. But more importantly, I like the opportunity to give students an, uh, an advantage to improve the grade. Because whatever that grade is, let's just, for example, say that it's a D. Now the student has an opportunity to improve that grade and they have more time on task to be able to see what they need to do in order for it to get up. But more importantly, from an, uh, an educator perspective, I'm a certified teacher as well, I like the opportunity of mastery. So if that student has received a lower grade, what it probably means in standard-based grading is that that student did not have mastery. So being able to have another opportunity to receive mastery means that what your student needs to know and be able to do, they get another opportunity to go for it so that when they do get back in the fall, we can assure that in specific content areas that that student has mastered that Hmm. and is ready to move forward. Hmm. We also heard from Louisa, um, and she's sharing a thought here that I will admit I have heard from a number of parents in different districts. Uh, She writes, e-learning is a joke. There is no centralized place to get information. There are no lecture videos or any effort to simulate the conditions of the classroom. It's like they're not holding actual classes. They're just handing out extra schoolwork. Self-guided learning is a skill they must also teach first before sending them out in the wild to fend for themselves. I feel like instead of setting up a good system and being present, they just abandoned our kids. Um, What are your thoughts on this? I know that, you know, from talking to teacher friends, they're trying really hard and they're learning this new technology, too. But do you think this frustration is is legit at this point? Sure. I think that everyone is dealing with some of those um, similar frustrations. But what I would... um, 
give to anyone involved with education right now is to consider empathy. Mm. Show empathy. Put yourself in the shoes of what a student may feel, what a parent may feel, what a teacher may feel. And when you walk in those empathetic shoes and you see it from a different perspective, be able to offer some grace. Mm -hmm. Right now in this season of where we're at, not just across the United States, but across the world, we need grace. We need grace. We are all in this together. And what I would also um, give advice as far as schools are concerned, choose a platform and stick with it. Hmm. Less is better right now. I know for our students and our charter high school families over in East St. Louis, our platform is the Google Classroom. Now, we were blessed because we were using that platform before, um, before we needed it. Mm-hmm. And so this is an opportunity where you know that when you go to this platform, it is going to have the information for the student. It's going to have um, the information that the teacher is, is putting forth. And so less is more right now. Mm-hmm. Don't overwhelm yourself with trying to do more. And each district is different. You know, there are some districts that did not have technology in place. And so although there is a plan, they may not have the technology in the family's homes just yet. So, again, show some empathy. Show some grace. Um, We all have to level up and, and do our part. And when you play your position, see what you are being tasked with. And if it's being a homeschooler right now for season, that's what we got to do. And even though I'm an educator and an administrator, my daughter is home from break from Mizzou. So I am doing some form of um, parenting and educating at that same time. Mm-hmm. And having a schedule is extremely, extremely important. And communicate to the school. You know, each school is different, and it may look like, It's different e-learning and remote learning from district to district. But reach out. If you've got a question, if you're unfamiliar with what that platform is, reach out to the school. We are all in this together. Because anytime you show grace and empathy, it's right now. Well, and that's some really great advice. A number of of practical things um, in there, as well as just a reminder, as as Gina says, to show grace. Nobody nobody wanted this to happen. We're now all in the middle of it, and we're trying to make it work. So, Gina Jeffries, thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. Have a great Friday. To you as well. And Gina, again, is the director of SIUE's East St. Louis Charter High School, um, and she joined us today with some thoughts on virtual schooling. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. 
Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.